0: Welcome to the Gut Church Podcast. My name is Kennedy Shear, and thank you so much for joining us. Today, we have a great word for you. If this ministry has changed your life, will you let us know? Send us an email to story at gutchurch.com. So, today I want to talk about rest. And it's an interesting message to prepare yourself for. There's, I don't know how like you ramp up. It's not a... You feel like you need to just talk like this, and it's close your eyes, hear the waves crashing into the sand. It's one of those, and it's not. I, I, I truly believe that this is a timely word. Um, it actually all sparked, I had my message prepared, and we ended up singing Resting Place on Wednesday night, was in the three slot, and I remember singing it and thinking, are we just saying words, like that resting place. Do we even know where that is? So um, I think that rest is one of the most important and commonly neglected areas in our overall health, Um, but yet it's essential to life. And we live in a society that rest is not, it's not viewed in a positive manner. There's a rise and grind. There's a burn the, the candle at both ends, that, the, the, all of these thought processes that you have to always be on and always going and always advancing and always moving forward. But in all reality, rest is such a vital part of our lives, of our, of our walk, of our relationship with God that rests, just spending time with him. And I want you to, to not, yes, sleep is rest, but that's not the only Rest. And that's what I want to talk about this morning is that rest. Uh, the rest of just the rejuvenation and spending time in a place where you can just shut everything down and hit the reset. So some of the benefits of rest, um, when I was compiling this list that I came up with five things. And it improves memory and cognitive skills. You maintain a healthy weight and lifestyle. It reduces stress. And increases heart health, you fight emotional letdowns, and there's less pain. I love the less pain thing. I don't know why, I'm 37 years old, and I don't know why. Um, I remember being young and you could just wake up and feel good. Is there anybody, any men over 35? Do you know when you wake up and you can't move your neck because you slept wrong? When did that happen? And I'm out. I, like, no thanks. So we get to the point where you hurt after resting. Um, but that's, that's where the rest comes in, that you, that you hurt less. There, there's the emotional letdown part. There, having control of your emotions is so important. And that is one of the main, major benefits of rest. But rest is not just sleep. So let's read to see what the word says about it. In Exodus 20, and this is going to be verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not work. You shall not do any work. You, your son, your daughter, your male servant, female servant, your livestock. Where do I want to go? For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. God made the earth, did, made the seas, made the land, made everything in it in six days, and then he rested. But yet we think we can just go and go and go and go and go, and our, we're going to be at the, the highest efficiency that we could be. We are going to be prepared for whatever is in front of us, that we're going to have control of our emotions. All of these things we think is going to happen, but yet God rested on the seventh day, but then he made it holy. I mean, it is so important. The Sabbath is so important to God that it's in his top 10. There are a lot of things in the Word, but these are in his top 10 that you keep the Sabbath and you make it holy. And again, there's that time to find that rest. Here, here's what's interesting. I had a conversation with dad yesterday and he said, "Oh, you ready for your mess? I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, well, what are you talking about? I said, rest. He goes, figures. <laughs> love you too, dad. He goes, your generation loves rest. I'm like, what, is that, what does that even mean? We love rest. Not all of us, but some, I get where he's coming from. But what's interesting here is it says to work the six days. The problem is That ratio sometimes gets out of whack, and I truly believe it's because we don't find that rest when we're supposed to. So you work, you do, you're inefficient, and you don't get as much done because you're not rested, that you're not prepared. But yet, in society today, we as Christians have to have our emotions in check because it feels like nobody else does, but we also have to be prepared. We also have to be. Uh, ready for whatever is coming forward, for whatever is, is next in front of us, that we are prepared for that moment. So the Sabbath is in God's top 10. You probably should honor it. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God, for all who have entered into God's rest have entered from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest, for if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fail. So Joel Osteen um, did a, a message or series called Living in Your There or something like that. So the there is that place of rest. So I would encourage you to find your there. Wherever your there is, wherever you can shut off everything, where you can just get to a moment and find you're there, find that place. It is vital, especially in today's uh, today's time where we have a device that we can hold in our phone. It's either in your phone, your pocket, your purse, wherever it is. But you have that that can always, it's always on, and there's always information coming from it. So what's hard is we get to a place of of rest, of rejuvenation, but yet, our phone continually dings because there are riots in, in France or there's this going on or that going on. It's, it, it's exhausting. But we have to find that place. Not only for your sanity, but also for the, the effectiveness of your life moving forward. For the effectiveness of your, your character moving forward, you have to find that rest. The last thing we need is worn out Christians. The last thing we need is Christians who can't keep control of their emotions, who who can't have the cognitive skill to make the correct decision. We can't be at that place because now more than ever, the world needs Christians who have a, a head on their shoulders, who can make a clear decision that know where they stand and why they stand there. Again, too many times emotions control the situation. We cannot be those people. We cannot get emotional about things. I was raised where it, it felt, at least from one half of my parenting um, that I received, it was you couldn't show emotion. It, you didn't show emotion. I have worked actively to teach my kids, you are absolutely allowed to have emotions, but you always have to be in control of those emotions. You can't ever get emotional about things because that's when, that's when you get spanked. I, I was trying to figure out a better way to say it <laughs> in today, but that's, that's where you get spanked. Also, uh, belated happy Father's Day. You know what I mean? Any dads? Here's, here's how perfect it was. We lost power on Father's Day. I'm like, of course, obviously we don't have power on Father's Day. That makes sense. So we have church outside and it was awesome. Um, if you guys didn't get to see the videos, it's great. Apparently, T. Cole just tells his kids to clean up all the time. Um, when they said, what does your dad tell you? It's clean up. <laughs> clean up, boys. Every one of them said it was awesome. But don't trust kids. Apparently, my oldest thinks that I'm old and I don't laugh at anything ever. <laughs> and uh, my oldest son, who is five and a half, they said, what does your dad always tell you? And he said, fix your face or I'll fix it for you. I promise that's not real. It is real, but that's not the only real. Um, and to be honest, I'm not sorry. I think if more parents said that, it'd be a lot better place. But you have to have, and that's what the fix your face is. It's, you have to have your emotions in control. With trip, he gets, he gets emotional and he starts going crazy. And it's like, settle down, man. I get it. And then he'll ball up his fist and rear back. I'm like, stop. But he's letting his emotions get in control because he knows that the action of him swinging his fists at his sister is going to result in something. But that, that's not even in his thought process because he's letting his emotions get into control. And we can laugh and say, oh, kids, they do that. But in reality, how many adults are sitting in the room right now that have let their emotions dictate their actions? They have let their emotions control how they respond to something. And then they're in the car driving home and they're thinking, man, I wish I could have that back. Man, I need to, I need to call them and apologize. Why? Because I let my emotions take control of my actions. And again, too often that's the case where we, we, we get so worked up about stuff. And in all reality, it makes it so much bigger than what it should be. So much Bigger. But we let emotions come in, and we lose sight of what reality is. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, this is a New Living Translation. It says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry, carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and the burden I give you is light. How many are so tired and worn out because they can't find rest because they're carrying burdens or they're carrying things that they have no business carrying? I think that that's the reality because we see everything that we do so we carry around these things because we make mistakes, and then we carry around these things we had no business carrying. What's hard is we end up carrying them for way longer than we ever should. Because I'm realizing as I become older, time somehow speeds up. For instance... Something was happening. We were talking about high school, and I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't in high school. It wasn't that long ago. that I was. In high. It was 19 years ago I was in high school. I had been out of high school more than I was. It, it, it doesn't make sense. I can't be this old. You know what I mean? Like it, it, It's not there. But here's the harsh reality. Me thinking about high school, that, that that mistake that you made, that issue that you're dealing with, that you think, oh, I'll deal with it later, or, oh, I, I, it won't last that long, how many people, if you literally sat down and thought about it, would look back and think, that is decades I've carried that, that I had no business carrying? How many, how many are dealing with things that they're carrying that it's, I made this mistake and I have let it now walk with me through most of my life? Oh, it's just been a few months. That was recent. No, it was decades ago, but yet you're still carrying something that you're not supposed to be carrying. So whatever you are carrying... That you aren't supposed to have, that you're not supposed to be carrying, the scripture makes it so clear that take his yoke, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Psalm 16, 5 through 6, David wrote, The Lord is my chosen and assigned portion, my cup. You hold and maintain my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yes, I have good heritage. When I read that, I thought, man, we're always thinking about advancing, and, and not just in the church, but in life. It's, it's where can I get my foot in this door, and where can I move forward? How can I advance? How can I grow my bank account? How can I grow my influence, my, whatever, my power, whatever it is? But what's hard is that doesn't promote rest, because there's always something to do. So all I, when I was thinking, okay, I needed a point for this. It was don't worry about advancing your everything 24-7. There's not a, you can't find a place of rest when you're always thinking about the next thing to do and the next thing to do. I have become a list guy. I hate lists. Not a fan. But if I keep it all in my head, A, I forget things, A, I don't do things that I'm supposed to do, and then it's just become so much bigger than what it should be. So I I write it down now, and I have these lists. Why? Because I need to be able to, when I get to a place of rest, I'm not worried about the next thing I'm doing. I mean, as you sat down in the sanctuary today, I would be interested to know the number of people that thought about something they had to do either this afternoon or tomorrow. That they can't be in a place and just be content. I'm not saying to be complacent with where you're at in life and not advance in any way, shape, or form. I'm saying you need to be content but not complacent. Always be prepared for that open door that God's opened for you, but also be aware of the closed door that God's closed. Don't try to push your way through. You want to advance. You worry about advancing. You you think about advancing, but it can't be 24-7 because then there's no way to find that rest, to find that place. Psalm 4, verse 8 says, In peace, I will both lie down and sleep, for you, Lord, make me dwell in safety and confident trust. We have to know that the outcome has already been decided. We don't have to worry about what the outcome is. We know that we win as long as we do not quit. If we could grasp the concept that Romans 8.20 says, and all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you love God and you're called according to his purpose, it is going to work out. It might not work out exactly how you had it planned, but it is going to work out to your benefit. If we could wrap our minds around that and truly understand that, you would be able to, when you find that place of rest, to actually find rest. But again, you can't worry about stuff all the time. You're actually not supposed to worry about anything, but just pray about it. The hard part is we worry about it, we pray about it, we worry, then we may pray a little bit, and then we worry, and then we worry, and then we worry. But the outcome has already been decided. We have won. All we have to do is do what we're supposed to do in order to see that, but yet we get so worked up in how the outcome is going to play out, but we know that all things work together for good. It may not end up exactly how you thought, but I'll tell you what, exactly how it ended up is exactly how it's supposed to end up. Because you never know what that next thing is. But again, if you can't can't lie down and sleep knowing that there's safety and confident trust, you need to find that because that is where you truly can find that rest. 1 Kings 17, verses 3 through 6. Depart from here. He's he's talking to Elijah here. He says, depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Cherith, that is east of the Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. When I read this, I thought, how, you want to talk about no worries. God tells you, go live here, drink from the brook, and the ravens will bring you food. You don't have to worry about food, where to live, water. That's easy. But again, he did what God told him to do problem is a lot of times we hear things we're like I'm not sure if that's God and then we don't do what we were supposed to do and then we have to backtrack and go to where we were but again you have to find that rest and and, and again the ratio is six to one on work days so please don't take it as well I don't need a worker I don't need to, to to do my life in order for this to happen no you absolutely do but you have to find that rest Because again, the last thing that the world needs is sleepy, tired Christians. We don't need, the world does not need emotional Christians that don't have control of those emotions. Absolutely, we are emotional beings, but you have to be in control of your emotions. But you also have to be rested up and prepared for when that next door opens for you to actually walk through it. Then you could truly be at a high efficiency. You could be prepared for whatever is next instead of you took no rest, so you're going from thing to thing, and then there's no rest in between. So you're hoping you learned from whatever you just dealt with, but you're able to then step through that next door and be prepared and be ready for what's next. But again, too often, we, we is rise and grind. That's so dumb, but yet we've said it so often. I mean, it was to the point, and I I... We'll raise my hand. I'm the pot calling the kettle black when it comes to rest and sleep. I used to, you ever look back and think, man, I was so dumb when I said that. And I said it a lot. Like I said, uh, sleep is for the weak and the poor, and I am neither. Who says that? But that truly was my thought process. It's, no, I, I will sleep later, or I'll, I'll rest later. I take no, day, take no days off. It's like, okay, taking a rest day is not a day off. But you have to be prepared and ready for whatever is next. Because again, there's no way that you are going to get everything out of what God has called you to next unless you're rested, unless you're prepared. You have to stay sharp. Staying sharp is not working through and through every day, sun up, sun down. No, there has to be days of rest. Because in that place, there's healing. There's rejuvenation. You're able to recoup. You're able to keep a level head. I mean, again, how many times have you gotten in the car, in the truck, and started driving down the road and just think, man, I wish I wouldn't have said that? You got to go to your spouse and be like, I'm sorry, I I shouldn't have said that. But the hard part is, you're exhausted, you're tired. That's always when it happens. And and you're exhausted and you're tired and your emotions started ramping up and you had no energy to control those emotions. So you're saying things just to win the argument, and that that's such an unhealthy place. But again, you can rest knowing that no matter what, God is in control. That no matter what, as long as you don't quit, you win. I mean, I said it when I came up during the, the last song, but the name of Jesus. You ever are, are in an atmosphere, say you're in the car and you start to feel road rage. Start saying Jesus and see how you can't really have road rage any longer. Start, turn on worship and just start worshiping God and see how all of a sudden your middle finger doesn't feel like flying up anymore. It's amazing how being in that place resets your mind, takes you back, resets you to zero. It sets you, here's where I'm at. I'm not this person. I'm not emotional to the point where I cannot control those emotions. But you find that place of rest. None of that is achievable if you are worn out. I mean, I would say just having kids the only times I've gotten emotional with my kids and I haven't been able to control myself is when I've been exhausted. Or when you've been just completely worn out and then they do something, you snap. Or when your son does something that you see yourself in and you think, man, I'm going to break that now because, no, it's you don't come from a place of, of love and of correction but a place of anger because you're tired and you brought home whatever you were dealing with because you couldn't find that place of rest so again i said at the beginning of the message this is not like a hoopla let's all get up and run around and cheer and that's not this kind of message but i'll tell you what it is vital it's in god's top 10 that you keep that sabbath holy that you keep that rest because again, for whatever is coming, I mean I started to think about okay, what's what's coming up, and then you're like, oh, the election. Here we go. We as a church body and as Christians have to be prepared to not get emotional. No matter who is in office, God's still in control. No matter who is is, is, is elected. God is still in control. What's hard is it feels like all this stuff is happening and then we forget the fact that God's in control. We forget the fact that no matter what, we win. Again, if we could wrap our minds around the fact that if we don't quit, we win. And that's, that's one of the, the mottos of the church is that we win every day. That is truly achievable. But you have to be sharp. You have to be rested. That's when you keep your level head, and that's when you keep your emotions in check. No matter what you're going through, God is still God. God is the God of people, he's the God of places, and he's the God of seasons. So no matter what season you're in, God is still God. No matter where you're at, what place you're in, God is still God. What's hard is, I think we forget that a lot of times. But it's, I encourage you, find that rest. Find that place where you can shut off, no matter how long, you just shut it all off. And then watch how God steps in and in that next situation that you're, you're, you face, you all of a sudden have a different outlook because you're not letting your emotions take control of where you're at. Let's pray. Lord, I come to you now. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your rest. Lord, I thank you that we find that rest. Lord, I thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Lord, I thank you that whatever people are dealing with, whatever burdens they are carrying, Lord, I thank you that they throw them off, that they realize they don't have to carry that around anymore. Lord, I thank you for that breakthrough that they've been believing for, for years. Lord, I thank you that there is a renewed faith and a renewed hope in regards to that breakthrough. Lord, I thank you that every family in here, Lord, I call them blessed in Jesus' name. Lord, that every household is healthy and whole, nothing missing, nothing broken in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that minds are healed in Jesus' name, that we have the mind of Christ. Lord, I thank you that marriages are strong. They're unbreakable. And Lord, I thank you for strong, healthy, blessed families. With everyone in here, no one looking around, I want to give you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You'd say, you know what? I've never made Jesus Lord of my life. Or maybe you did in, in your past, and then you realize that you have not been living the life it's called you to. And you just say, "You know what I'm, this, this is, for me, I'm rededicating my life to God, that I'm making Jesus the Lord of my life. I'm going to ask you just to put your head up and put it back down right now with no one looking around. If you'd say, "You know what that's me, I see, God bless you." This is the only reason, maybe not the only this is the main reason that we're here. If you'd say, "What's the one reason we have church? It's to help people make Jesus. The Lord of their life. Is there anybody else? I see. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anybody else? Not going to embarrass you. Not going to call you to the front. We're all going to pray together. You just lift your hand and say, "You know what? It's a uh, you surrendering between you and God." It's just I make Jesus Lord of my life. Is there anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Can everybody repeat after me? Father God, I give you my life. I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I think that I'm going to heaven and I will never smell the sin of hell. I walk with Jesus now. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Lord, we love you. We worship you. We magnify the name of Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information about the ministries of Gut Church, visit our website at gutschurch.com.